You're listening to Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 77. We are on and popping. I am Valor Fights president, Tim Loy. Joined this week by my co-host again, Justin Watson and Cutman extraordinaire, Mark Laws. Justin, how's it going, my man? Pretty good, man. Just uh, down here in Florida enjoying the, the rest of the summer here. Justin on location <laughs> down in Florida. Uh, Mark, it's been a slow week for us up uh, up around these parts. What have you been doing to keep yourself out of trouble? True, very, very little, man. I've uh, just been studying up on my Florida arithmetic and all. Just trying to get it down, you know. <laughs> I hear you. Well, we uh, have got a great show lined up as always. We'll have two great guests uh, that are in action here over the next few days. We will speak to King Robert Hale a little bit later. He's going to be making his PFL debut. Uh, on, well, and when, when this airs uh, tonight, I guess, uh, Thursday evening, and he will be on the uh, Facebook live portion uh, in a really tough fight. We're going to talk to him a little bit later. And also, we're we're going to talk to the Shanimal, Shanna Young, who makes her Invicted debut this Saturday night in Kansas City, taking on Lisa Spangler. So uh, excited to speak to those folks here just a little bit later. But before we get into all that, let's kind of tidy up uh, from what we had this past weekend. We, we talked a little bit about it last weekend and uh, um, before, on, the, on the podcast, and it was UFC Fight Night 135, Nebraska edition, and a pretty, pretty good card. Uh, did you guys, uh, Mark, did you get a chance to, to check it out? I did, man. What a what a great fight night. That was packed full of, of fairly decent, really ranked guys, and uh, the fights really delivered, I thought. I, I was pretty impressed. There was a lot of finishes just kind of uh, going down the list here, starting at the top, of course. Uh, a guy that we're familiar with here, Luke Sanders. Uh, he drops another one, man. He got submitted with a heel hook uh, by Ronnie Yaya, and I knew going in that was going to be just a, a really weird style matchup because Luke's the more physical guy, uh, the better striker, the better motor, more explosive. But, you know, Yaya's just – he's that specialist, you know, and, and, he, and he's so good uh, at, at finding submissions and very durable and kind of taking the punishment that he has to endure to get to where he's trying to get and uh, uh, latched onto that hill hook, got the submission on Luke Sanders about a minute and a half into the first round. Did you get a chance to see that one, Justin? Oh, yeah. Um, that was a good fight. Ronnie Yayad didn't waste any time. I mean, he, he knew what he was going in there to do and he got a hold of that knee and made it happen. Well, I'm hoping that it's not the end of the line for Luke. I know that he's coming off of a win, which all, all you know, it helps to, to space those losses out. But he's now one and three in his last four. Could be in trouble there. Uh, I'm hoping, though, that uh, he gets another shot and uh, and can turn it around there. Very good guy, Luke Sanders. Also on the card, Drew Dober wins a unanimous decision over John Tuck. Joanne Calderwood catches a submission uh, by uh, an armbar over uh, Kalindra Faria uh, in a little bit of a, a little bit of a shock there not a shock but uh i wouldn't really have, i wouldn't have expected her to, to to pull that off so easy uh mickey gall makes it real easy with a rear naked choke submission over george sullivan about a minute in that was, was a little surprising as well sullivan may be shot uh andrew sanchez with the unanimous decision over marcus perez 
Corey Sandhagen uh, with a uh, man. The Corey Sandhagen Yuri Alcantara was a war. First round, uh, Alcantara almost gets the finish, but but pretty much expends himself in the process, and then was just uh, target practice for Sandhagen in the second, and th- they were both just a bloody mess. Uh, James Krause with a, a big KO uh, over uh, Worley Alves, and in, in what was most definitely an upset, especially by in that method. Uh, moving on to the main card, we saw uh, Valor alum Eric Anders get a whew, uh, like a Ooh. soccer kick style head kick knockout over Tim Williams. Mark, did you see that? Oh yeah, not only did I see it live, I saw it about eight hundred thousand times over in highlight reels. Man, I mean, what great timing by Anders! You know, I, I mean, Blake Gross was right there on top of it, man. He made the he made the right call. I mean, he was standing up trying to trying to get to his feet and just caught one across the dome piece. Well, you know, um, that, and, and I've got to give some props to Tim Williams because I actually thought he won the first round. He did pretty well in the first round, but then he started to, to tire. And Anders has got such a good motor and so so athletic. Yeah, there was a little bit of uh, – I, I saw a little bit of flack uh, for Anders in social media. So a few people thought that was a bit of a cheap shot. Um, I, I, you know, watching the replay, his his hand had came, had came off of the canvas. And regardless, I think they were under the new rules regardless – but uh, at the end of the day, uh, a few I, I did. I saw some people uh, on social media that were saying that it was a bit of a cheap shot. Justin, any any credence to that, or was uh, Tim Williams just being lazy, pretty much, and getting up uh, without protecting himself? Oh uh, yeah, no, it was a clean shot. Um, I'm pretty sure where they were at, they had the new rules. So just one hand down, you're right. you're not a downed opponent. You got to have two hands down. Um, so it was right as that last hand was coming up when the kick landed. But I'm pretty sure it was clean anywhere. But um, where they were at, it was clean for sure. Davison Figueredo, he uh, he he improves to 15 and 0 with a big uh, body shot KO over John Moraga. Brian Barbarina, who has moved over to the Knoxville area, uh, training some with Shield Systems, and of course over at the lab, uh, he gets a round one TKO over Jake Ellenberger and retires Ellenberger. Uh, Mark, what'd you think about that one? Man, I thought it was classy the way Ellenberger hung it up there at the end. Um, it was a it was a good fight, you know. Uh, Barbarina looks good, man. It's it's savage. Good seeing him out in Knoxville, you know, transitioning from the lab over. Um, okay, and then of course the feature bout saw Courtney Casey take a split decision over Angela Hill. Very close fight there. Um, I could have seen it going either way. Uh, the co-main event saw it yet another split decision. Michael Johnson uh, over Andre Feely in another fight that that was just razor thin. And of course in the main event, and I'm getting I'm kind of getting in the habit of, of doing this to you guys, but you guys faded my guy Justin Gaethje. Uh, uh, who I who I selected uh, in favor in favor of James Vick uh, and uh, Justin Gaethje leaves him uh, in a heap along the cage with a big uh, shotgun blast there. Uh, Justin, thoughts on the main event? Um, man, Justin Gaethje's always dangerous. Like I said, you know, um, coming off two losses, he had to come out there and prove something. The shot that finished James Vick wasn't even that big of a shot. Really, it was just clean right on the button. And seeing that big tall man go down was was something to see. 
and he was really uh, he was really out of it. You know, he'd, he'd already kind of came back up uh, to consciousness and uh, was still trying to take down Gaethje, you know, a minute afterward. Uh, yeah. That was definitely a, a win that Gaethje needed, I think. Mark, was that uh, – do you think that'll be uh, kind of uh, something to resuscitate uh, the hype behind Gaethje? You know, he came in uh, uh, with an 18-0 yeah. record and has uh, was upside down up till now in the UFC. Do you think this will breathe some new life into him? It's not going to hurt him. <laughs> that lo- another <laughs> loss would have fucking destroyed him, you know. But it's it's not going to. I don't think at the end of the day it it proves his his all around worth. I think his all around worth was was proved when he was signed to them. But however, man, when you lose three in a row and then you're you're coming in with your job on the line and you go in there and start somebody in a minute, not just somebody, somebody who is itching to fight your ass and has been itching to fight your ass for some time, and you just go out there and start you like with that kind of precision. Man, that's putting them, that work in and keeping your eye on the prize. And we got it done, man. Good for him. Well, that wraps up the UFC Fight Night 135 event. Uh, pretty pretty good overall. I thought uh, it was a lot of action. I got to say, overall, it was a successful uh, night in keeping me entertained. Uh, no UFC this weekend, though, so it's an off week for them uh, as we turn our uh, attention to the Invicta product, which will be uh, going down. We'll talk a little bit about that here in just a bit. With that, let's jump into our interview portion of the program and get to chatting with Mr. Robert Hale. On the line, we have King Robert Hale. He is getting ready to make his PFL, that is the Professional Fighters League, debut, and it is going down tonight. Thursday night, you can check it out tonight on the uh, Facebook Watch uh, for uh, Professional Fighters League. And Robert is going to be taking on a tough one. He's got one of these Russians uh, coming up, and uh, in the in the form of I hope I don't butcher this Ramazan Kuramagomedov. I think that's probably pretty damn close. Uh, Robert, how you doing, man? How how you doing? How you feeling? I feel amazing. Um, I had a nutritionist for this fight, so I actually had time to just just train and get everything settled in. And uh, really, I, only, I mean, I took the fight on two-week notice, but um, I had a good time. I was already training. I, you know, I stay ready. So I was um, I was ready when they when they called my name. And, and now I'm here, man. I'm excited, and I'm ready to show the world who King L is. Well, hey, that's what it's all about, bro. At the end of the day, that is what it's all about is being prepared to take those uh, to take those opportunities as they come. There's so many guys that have got the talent, but if they are not, you know, specifically training for a fight that has a date and an opponent and everything's just locked down, then they're not they're not staying in that uh, condition to take these short notice opportunities when they come along. And when you can capitalize on one of these short notice opportunities, who knows where that could catapult you. So props to you for, uh, for being ready and staying ready. Uh, so, you know, like, like you just mentioned, you took this fight on two weeks notice uh, and uh, you know, it is at 170. And so you're not having to make that cut all the way down to 155, which I'm sure would have been a lot more difficult. Thank God. <laughs> Talk a little bit about uh, what, what you know about your opponent, uh, Kuramagomedov has fought the uh, the bulk of his fights. It looks like for the ACB promotion uh, hasn't lost in three years, um, and, uh, and and you know, of course, coming over uh, with with so many of those great Russian fighters that you see in the PFL. I mean, uh, what can we expect? Is this guy is he is he a wrestler, grappler? Is that is he going to try to try to grind on you? You think he'll try to bang? Well, he has no choice but to bang because I'm not going to let him grind on me. 
it's all going it's it's going to be uh it's going to be a Robert Hale show out there. I'm going to move. I'm going to I'm going to keep sticking them. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to I'm going to show my my young Ali resiliency. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to keep doing what King Hale does and then I'm going to let him play my game and I'm not going to play his game. He he has no choice but to to stand. He has no choice but to to find a way around everything but the takedown because he will not get it. Well, I can say that uh from watching you in person, you fought some guys that are elite level wrestlers, you know, between uh, Sid Wheeler, Damon Minor, guys like that. Yes, and they haven't they haven't been able to to just ragdoll you around like like one would think the wrestling pedigree that they've got would uh would allow them to, if you will. And so uh, I've got all the confidence in the world you'll be able to keep this thing standing and, and land when you want to land. Uh, Mark, very you're very familiar with Robert King Hale. What you got for uh, for our man? Man, congratulations first and foremost, Robert. Uh, that's it's thank a you, huge Mark. Deal. Thank you, Mark Long. Being, absolutely, brother. You know, and that's the thing about it, uh, that I, I admire the most about all these next three guys. You know, whether it be Walter, Nate, Cole Farrell, you know, these guys are always in shape and. The reality of it is, is if when that call comes, it's probably coming on a short notice spot, and it can yeah. propel you to, to whatever level you want it to be. So, you know, staying in shape and being ready all the time, it's its own reward, you know, and uh, that's what I want to say first and foremost. But this guy coming out, you know, that's just another man. What's here? What are you going to do to, to negate any kind of wrestling that he tries to, to put on you? How are you going to keep the fight standing if he tries to, tries to take you to the ground yeah. and grind you out? Man, my fist will land. My fist is going to touch his chin. My fist is going to touch his face. It's going to touch everywhere I can. Um, I'm going to stay patient. I'm going to make sure every. I'm, I'm going to make sure my shots are clean. And um, you will see. Or, um, you will see the the best Robert Hell you have seen since I started this thing. Well, you know. I'm, I, you know, I hear a lot about the PF, you know, the, this is the first season of the PFL, which was formerly known as the uh, World Series of Fighting. I've heard they take very good care of the fighters. Uh, you know, the, the venues are great. Oh the the, pay, the yeah. pay is great. All the all these good, all that good shit. Uh, what what is what has the experience been like for you? I know you've only been dealing with them for a couple weeks, but so far so good. You know, what's the what's the report card on the PFL treatment so far? Man, they. They know how to. They and I, I'm not saying the regional, the regional um, promotions don't know how to treat the fighters, but man, PFL treats you like class A. Man, they treat us like humans, man. They treat us. They treat us great, man. They got us. They're always checking up on us. They, they got, they're always asking if we need anything. They're always wondering. They're always making sure we're okay. You know, when I first came in here, man. They was they um they made they they wanted to check my weight they wanted to make sure that I was actually you know I was actually good I ain't I, I wasn't um, too heavy they was um they you know they really just been on it they've been on me they've been making sure I'm okay you know they all um they've been calling me making sure I'm okay if I need anything if I need to go anywhere you know they they they're right there you know and they they they've been treating they've been treating the fighters they've been treating me and my coach lovely. So I love it, and um, this is an experience I want all my all my brothers at X3 to, to witness and um, to experience firsthand. You know, fighting up there in Atlantic City, Mark and myself have been up there for fights in Atlantic City, so I know the trouble you can get in up there. Uh, what's it been? Is this, this has been your? Is this your first? Is this your first? Uh, your first trip up there? It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a uh, like a Jersey Shore Vegas mix, kind of from what I from what I've gathered. 
Um, it's crazy. Like, um, we, me and my coach, we, um, not so long ago, we, we just came from the boardwalk, you know, we wanted to, you know, just explore a little bit, you know, of course we, I want to rest and I want to, um, enjoy, you know, just rest and hydrate, you know, but I don't want to just stay cooped up in the room. I don't believe anybody should stay cooped up in the room. So, you know, me and my coach, we just took a walk and I'm so glad we took that walk, man. This place, like being in Atlantic like city, like, this place is, like, amazing. Like you just said, it's almost like a Jersey Shore, Vegas type. It gives me that type of vibe, you know. And um, I just love it. I love I love the I love the environment here. It's, it's, it's nice. It's really nice. So tell me about uh, kind of the where, – where we stand in all this PFL stuff right now. So I know this is their last event before they start their playoffs, I'm pretty sure – is there a chance if you go out there and and get a finish and get you know the maximum amount of points? Is there still a chance for you to get called back in for a playoff spot if somebody were to fall out or something like that? Or how do you oh, know? Yes, uh, yes, sir. He, he, he did. Uh, Mr. Ray Suppo just went over that uh, this uh, this uh, evening. He was he said if 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 any of us the the face um, the Facebook card. If any of us get like the maximum points, it's a possibility we we're in a tournament. So you know, I'm not. Of course, you know that's not the the goal. Is the the goal is always to fight great. I always want to fight great, but I'm not gonna rush anything. I'm a I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my mind clear. I'm gonna keep my mind steady. I know why I'm here, and I know what I need to do to win. And uh, I just I really just see I really just see this going my way, man. I, I feel really great. I bet this is the best I felt since. This is the best I ever felt for any camp, um, even though it was on two weeks. I know, my, like I told you, my nutrition, my nutritionist, um, the fight doctors, they helped me. They helped me um, get to where I need to get and uh, made sure I did it the correct way. And, man, I feel wonderful. And, and I just can't wait to show y'all, man. I'm really ready to show y'all this young man rumble, for real. Well, I can assure you, you're going to have a whole hell of a lot of support coming from this area, man. We're all going to be rooting for you real hard tomorrow night. I'm going to let you have a chance to give some shout outs where they're due, some sponsor love, teammate love, all that good shit, uh, where people can follow you on social media. And don't forget to let everybody know how they can watch you fight to, uh, tonight. We're recording this for everybody knows we're recording this thing Wednesday night, but it'll drop Thursday morning. So tonight, how can everybody uh, check out this fight? Um, so... Or you can check out the fight. You can check out the fight at 7 p.m. on Facebook, on Facebook Live, PFL. They're going to uh, live stream it. And uh, I'm the second fight, so yeah, don't y'all miss it. It's going to be action-packed. Um, I guarantee you I'm going to go out there and show up. And um, first and foremost, I really want to shout out to my, my lovely girl, Constance Folsom. She's been with me since day one. She's been pushing me. She's always been supportive. She's always been there for me, no matter what. I want to shout out to my mother my father. Um, I want to shout out to all my coaches who all support me. Of course, my um, one of my main coaches, Justin Burns, my uh, my boxing coach Isadora, and um, I want to shout out to my teammate. Uh, every last one of y'all, I can't say every last one of y'all names because I forget. So I'm gonna say every last one of y'all. You know, I love I love every last one of y'all, and we're gonna you know this is all this is for y'all, and I can't wait to show out. Um, I want to shout out to my sponsors, uh, Best Fight, uh, Best Fight Pick, uh, Mr. Daniel Levi. We here. Thank you for doing so much for me. Fight to finish, Mr. Ace and Mrs. Samples. Thank you for doing so much for the fighters. I know y'all put up with a lot, and I thank you for what you do. Um, and just shout out to X3 Sports, man. Y'all always been a family, and I'm, I'm coming home with the win. I'm bringing it home. And you know, shout out to you, Mr. Mr. Lloyd, for always being there. 
shout out to Mr. Mark Laws and thank you for putting me on any type of platform you can put me on. And um, I really appreciate this. Once again, this has been hot rising prospect King Robert Hale. He makes his professional fighters league debut tonight. Facebook watch 6 p.m. Eastern time. He'll be the second fight. Make sure you check that out. Follow him on social media. This is definitely a guy you want to keep up with. He is a star on the rise. Thanks so much for the time, Robert. Best of luck, brother. Thank you, Mr. Lloyd. Okay, up next on the line, we have the Shanimal. Shanna Young, she is getting set to make her Invicta debut. Long time coming. It's coming up this weekend on Invicta FC 31. It's going down uh, on uh, September the 1st at, at the Scottish Rite in Kansas City. Shanna's going to be taking on Lisa Spangler in the feature bout. Uh, pretty high up on the card. How's it going tonight, Shanna? Going good. Awesome. We appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of uh, your evening. I'm sure you're in the midst of a weight cut right now, so we won't keep you too long. Uh, b- before we get into uh, into the fight, how is uh, how's the weight cut coming? It's uh, is for our listeners out there. It is we're recording this on Wednesday night, so when this comes out Thursday, I'd say Shannon will be right about to step on the scale. But uh, how how is it coming along? Oh yeah, it's going great. This has not been a hard one for me. Um, <laughs> I just got to actually check my my weight on their official scales. I'm I'm pretty close. That's not going to be a problem with them. Nice. Well, if anyone has been following you on social media, they'll see that you are absolutely uh, shredded to death and uh, looking to be in possibly the best shape I've ever seen you in. So uh, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Of course, you were supposed to compete for us a couple months ago. Uh, your opponent bailed out uh, uh, at literally the day of the fight. Uh, I don't know if that was after she saw you or what, but uh, I'm glad that you're able to. <laughs> To get make a quick turnaround here and, and and fight for a great show like Invicta, uh, like we mentioned, you're taking on Lisa Spangler, who like yourself, uh, you, you being four and zero, she's undefeated at two and zero, coming out of a completely different region, uh, out of the Northwest uh, area up there. Originally, uh, you were supposed to face a different opponent, uh, so this is a bit of a short notice uh, switch for you. Talk a little bit about uh, what we can expect out of uh, uh, Miss Spangler and yourself in this fight, and also uh, did you? have to change up anything in your game plan and preparation when uh when the original opponent fell out uh yeah a little bit you know um i didn't have the first opponent for very long i think it was like maybe a week um um i guess my coaches and everyone had done a little bit of research but i hadn't really had time to look into to her fight stall or research any video or anything at that point so you know um I'm kind of, I'm kind of developing a tendency to wait a little while before I actually start researching whoever it is I'm supposed to be fighting, just in case something like this happens. But um, you know, uh, Lisa's young; she's newer in her career. Um, she looks scrappy. Some of her, some of her stuff looks really good. She looks pretty technical sometimes. You know, I'm just excited to be back in there after a long layout. Well, you know, um, as I mentioned, you're 4-0. You've already fought some great uh, competition early in your career, uh, including a win over Pam Sorensen. She's got a good win over uh, Sarah Klexer herself, uh, you know, and so, you know, both of you guys are, are very, very solid prospects. I, I feel like the uh, – 
the explosiveness and the athleticism and just physicality edge obviously goes uh, to you, in my opinion. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about the preparation for this. I know, uh, like we just mentioned, you're already in uh, in shape to take a fight a couple months ago. Did you just stay in camp? Did you stay training? Uh, you, you just kind of extend your camp essentially for this one? Did you take any kind of time off? Yeah, you know, it's always fight camp. Um, you know, I haven't really done anything different. Now I've got kind of a routine with my with my whole life down. You know, I train at uh, at Frankie's in the mornings and then KMA at night. And it's just, it's every day. Nothing changes, you know, fight camp or not. I think probably the biggest thing that has to change between fight camp and when I'm taking a little break is my diet. Yeah, right. I hear you. So, you know, you're also uh, have, have picked up your strength and conditioning over at Frankie's Body Shop. Uh, we've seen him do a lot of good things with a lot of uh, fighters, uh, teammates of yours from KMAA. Uh, what, uh, you know, what have you got? What have you uh, gathered from that? Is there is a noticeable difference in your uh, in your conditioning from uh, from uh, starting to, to get that work in with Frankie? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, of course, Frankie, Jason, everyone over at Frankie's just amazing, incredible coaches, you know, before back in back in the day, I guess I can say <laughs> since it's been so long, we all just kind of handled our own strength conditioning. And it was, you know, it's hard to push yourself to the level that someone else can, especially top of the line coaches like those guys. But, you know, even even outside of that, you know, it's hard to to know exactly what to do. You know, I have a degree in exercise science and, you know, I've, I've always kind of been into this kind of thing, but I always, you know, just personally like to lift heavy and move a lot of weight and do crazy things. And that's just kind of something that I tried to bring into my own lifting and to do an MMA. And it's not necessarily what's the best for MMA, you know? So it's just, it's good to have the coaches there both to push me and to, you know, be a, a check for me, honestly. <laughs> keep me grounded and, and doing the thing that's, that's best for me when I need to be doing. We've obviously got a great coaching staff there at KMAA. Eric Turner, Joey Zonar, very good. At, uh, like you said earlier, you know, you don't really have to dissect your opponent so much in the lead up because they do such a good job at, at uh, you know, film study and coming up with game plans and whatnot. Uh, are you concerned at all with it being a, such a long layoff? You know, it's been we're working on two and a half years now uh, since you've been in the cage. Uh, are you concerned with any sort of cage rest at all? Or, has, you know, have you been training so hard and getting such good work in that that's going to kind of uh, be easy to shake off? I'm not worried about it at all. You know, like I said before, it's it's been a long time. I don't really even remember too much of who I was back then. I'm, I'm a completely different fighter than I was then now. So I'm just excited to be back. Of course, we've got Justin Watson joining us as well, one of our uh, judges here on the scene. And he's, uh, you know, kind of, I'm sure, followed you throughout the many years uh, on the scene. Justin, what you got for Shannon? How's it going, Shannon? Hey, good. How are you, Justin? Pretty good. Did you have a good trip to Kansas City? It was pretty good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two and a half years. I know it's going to be a, a breath of fresh air to get to walk out there. Uh, um, you, you've gotten to see plenty of video on Lisa, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Um, there's like two videos or something that I've watched. She looked completely different in both of them. So I'm not exactly sure what to expect. But, you know, my coaches come up with a game plan. I just trust them to do what they say. Right. Well, what would yeah, you say? She's 2-0 as a pro. She had 
looked like she had nine amateur flights. Um, so I don't know if maybe you'd gotten to find some of those too. You know, yeah, I. I'm sorry. Experience as amateur, actually. I was gonna, I was gonna interject there, and, and you know, uh, for our listeners that uh, aren't aren't familiar with why you've been out for so long, you've had you had a fairly major surgery. I guess anytime they cut on you, that's a fair, a major deal. Uh, what has rehab been, uh, you know, uh, like from that? And, and is that the first time in your career that you've ever had to be laid up with you know, just due to uh, you know an injury or something that that is beyond your uh, your control? Yeah, this is the first and hopefully last major injury. Um, and of course, it was the same. It was the same thing that happened twice. Um, I had a torn labrum in my hip and actually had it repaired um, right after my last fight. And I remember actually going into the fight. I was telling my coaches, you know, my hip's bothering me. I'm going to take some time off after this and get my hip fixed. Um, and so I had it repaired after this first fight, and then. Um, it was like two weeks after I had been cleared from that first surgery that they told me I'd retorn it. I had to have the same surgery again. This time it was more expensive. So I was out for a couple more weeks. Um, and then after the second one, actually, they told me it was going to have to be at least a year until I did something actually competitive again. Um, and so that year expired in April. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, you've had a teammate, Emily Geddes, that's already been out there and fought for Invicta and kind of gone through the process. This is probably a lot more detailed and uh, thorough, I would say, extensive, uh, if you will, in the lead up uh, than what you're normally used to as far as, uh, you know, signing posters and doing uh, uh, photo shoots and whatnot. Uh, You know, and knowing you uh, throughout the years, you're you're kind of an all business kind of fighter. You know, you're you're, you're there to take care of business, uh, kick some mass and uh, and get paid uh, what is has uh, has it been a bit of a, a distraction with uh, kind of all the other things that go along with you know fighting for the top female promotion in the country or the world even no no distractions really you know I'm, I'm starting to get used to the travel um my last couple of fights i've i've had to do some of the travel and staying overnight and you know i'm i'm getting a little better at the media and all the interviews and stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't keep you uh, too much longer here. Uh, I want to give you a chance, Shanna, uh, to, to give some shout outs where they're due, uh, some love for sponsors and, and teammates and training partners and, and whatnot. Uh, and also let our listeners know where they can follow you on social media so you can continue to, to ramp that up. I want to thank obviously all my coaches and teammates and all the wonderful women and men that I train with at KMIA. Same thing for everyone at Frankie. And of course, Jason, my strength and conditioning coach there. Um, shout out to all my sponsors, you know. Um, uh, follow me on media. Gosh, I don't even know my own tags. There's Shanimal Shanna or Shanimal Shanna Young on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, Shanna, we, we, <laughs> we wish you the best this weekend. I know that you'll have a, uh, a large contingency of uh, Southeastern fans rooting you on, uh, including us as well. Uh, we, we wish you the best of luck, Shanna, and, uh, and, and bring back that win to Tennessee. Uh, and we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. We'll do it. Thank you, Jim. That wraps up our interview portion of the program, and now we'll jump into our preview 
for what's going down this weekend. It is a, uh, a light weekend as far as national uh, events go with no UFC or Bellator. But we do have uh, some action for the degenerates out there that need their MMA fill starting tonight. It is PFL seven, and it is the final PFL um, of the final PFL regular season event, I should say, uh, of the year before they get rolling with their playoffs. And uh, it's been a it's been a pretty interesting uh, a pretty interesting uh, concept so far. I've got to say, I I'm enjoying this more than the. Uh, more than the World Series of Fighting events that they had. Uh, it's kind of cool to keep up with the standings. However, as uh, kind of predicted at the beginning, uh, injuries and suspensions and the like are kind of uh, messing with their playoff scheme, if you will. Justin, have you been keeping up with this PFL stuff? And what do you think about the concept and how it's been going so far? Yeah, I like it. Uh, so far, I think the tournament's going good. Um, still early so i mean uh, a lot of things still to play out but you've seen a couple you know um kind of no-name people knock off some some top names um so it's, it should be getting interesting mark what do you think do you think that you know they're pretty much doing events every other week uh so these guys are are fighting you know about once a month give or take, uh, is that pace uh, conducive to being able to have a true, you know, playoff uh, scenario? Uh, or do you think it needs to be drawn out over a longer amount of time or what have you? I think it's yet to be seen. I mean, I remember you and I uh, having a conversation about a month before the first PFL uh, discussing these logistics, specifically just the injuries and the, the turnaround time and how that would be problematic when it came around to tournament time. And sure enough, just like most things that you say, it comes to fruition, you know, and here we are facing that barrel now. And it's uh, to me one of those things that, that – Yes, you would like to have longer in between fights, but I think it kind of loses some mystique when that when that occurs. You, this is not a generation of, of attentiveness uh, per se. So, you know, having them um, so close to back to back, it it probably helps keep uh, the attention on it. But I don't think it's the best thing for the fighters. No. Looking at this lineup, we've got 10 bouts. Of course, it gets started uh, tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern time on the PFL Facebook Watch channel, and that's free, of course. Uh, the first five fights on the card will be on there, and it looks like the first three bouts they've got lined up are kind of uh, new fighter features, I think it's what they're calling them, and these are guys that have not competed yet um, under the PFL banner, so they haven't accumulated points towards the playoffs but I, I don't know if, it, uh, if it's a situation, I guess, where they could potentially be alternates, uh, you know, if, if guys start to fall out. Uh, of course, the, the card opens up with uh, with Mo DeReese, Muhammad DeReese out of Florida. He is a 5-0 and o light heavyweight uh, prospect, but this will be at heavyweight. If he takes on Leroy Johnson out of Michigan. And then, of course, Robert Hale, the king Robert Hale, who we've seen on uh, Valor and uh, just spoke to earlier. He will make his PFL debut against Ramazan Kuramagomedov. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have Omar Namargabedov uh, taking on uh, uh, Saad Yukub 
Kakharamanov. This is a this is a challenge uh, <laughs> with these, some of these names, but that's a five and zero versus a seven zero. Uh, and then of course, uh, Jason Butcher looks to rebound uh, from a loss as he takes on Emiliano Sorti and uh, Cal Magalhaes, uh, a guy that we've seen in the UFC in the past, takes on side uh, Sadabu Sai out of uh, Sweden. And then of course, once we get moving on to the main card, which is on NBC Sports, Cal Allen Carr takes on Mike Kyle. We've seen Mike Kyle throughout the years. He's always a dangerous, aggressive hitter. Uh, Paul Bradley, spectacular wrestling, uh, takes on Henderson Fejea. Uh, Alexander Bezerra takes on Magomed Idrisov. And then uh, the co-main event, Sean O'Connell, who's been doing some uh, some commentary, actually, uh, for PFL. Uh, I've seen him actually fight on the undercard and then uh, get suited up and do commentary on the main card. He'll be taking on uh, another Russian, uh, Bazagit Adiev. And then in the main event, Jamie Abdua takes on Smelinho Rama. Justin, anybody on this card that uh, you've got some interest in seeing what happens? I was looking forward to Jason High and uh, Johnny Case, but I guess that one got called off. Jason High missed weight. Yeah, 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 I saw that. That had to. I guess that just happened, huh? That honestly was one of the best. Yeah. That was one of the fights I was uh, kind of knew the best. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I guess. See how Magalhaes looks. Mark, what did you think? Uh, any of these guys uh, jump off the page to you? Yeah, I was super bummed about that. Jason Hot fought too, man. I, I really like that guy. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see Sean Connell, you know. I mean, anybody who can pull double duty like that, uh, that's a hell of a feat, you know. I mean, granted, it's uh, probably a little bit different doing commentary than to say, you know, being cut, man, and potting and then working or something, you know. But either way, it's still super impressive. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to see. Well, you know, what's even better is the, the you know, he's only had the one uh, the one fight where he did that, but he won. Uh, he, he knocked out uh, Hani Marcus, a, a fellow UFC vet. So, uh, so far, so good uh, in, in, in pulling the double duty. Uh, the second part of our discussion, of course, will be Invicta FC 31. They've got eight bouts going down from the Scottish Rite Temple in Kansas City, Missouri. That's going down on UFC Fight Pass this Saturday night, September the 1st. Uh, I went out to the Scottish Rite Temple and saw um, uh, an Invicta card when uh, Amy Coleman made her debut up, uh, debut up there. It's a, it's a really cool venue. Uh, lots of uh, esoteric uh, <laughs> uh, signage and, uh, and whatnot, but uh, you know, I, I took it all in. Uh, with uh, with one eye open, uh, this uh, this card <laughs> this, this card of course, uh, like I said, eight bouts uh, leading off with Audrey Drew taking on Holly Salazar, a couple one and zero ladies. Uh, then uh, Helen Peralta, two and zero prospect, takes on Kay Hansen, who we saw fight uh, Emily Geddes when she fought on uh, Invicta. Kelly D'Angelo, who we saw back uh, in March compete on uh, the Valor card in Nashville. She makes her return to Invicta as she takes on Lindsey Van Zant. Miranda Maverick uh, faces Victoria Leonardo in a flyweight contest. Uh, Mallory Martin takes on Ashley Nichols. Of course, Shanna, the Shanimal Young we spoke to earlier. Uh, she will be making her Invicta debut in the feature bout against Lisa Spangler. Uh, also, uh, former UFC uh, contestant Pearl Gonzalez uh, looks to keep her role going against uh, Diane Firmino. And then the main event will be for that straw weight strap five rounds as uh, uh, Verna Genderoba takes on Janessa Morandine. Uh, Mark, which is the fight out of these eight uh, lady bouts that uh, that catches your attention the most? 
Oh, well, of course, Shannon's fight definitely uh, catches my attention the most. It's, uh, you know, Shannon's been a part of the East Tennessee MMA scene for uh, quite a while, and she is pretty fucking put together, man. Uh, she is, she's a specimen, and uh, she's she's going to be a handful for anyone that she fights, and uh, I think Miss Spangler might be in for a rude awakening. Um, besides that, you know, Kelly D'Angelo, Valor alum, always pull for anybody who's who's come through our, come through our uh, promotion, and, uh, you know, help. I'm excited about it. It's, uh, these invention cards usually go very well and they're very exciting from bell to bell, you know. Justin, what's the, uh, what's the fight that you are, uh, you're, uh, the most, uh, ramped up for this weekend? Uh, probably Pearl Gonzalez. You know, she was a pretty big prospect coming into the UFC. I think she was like six and one or something. Um, lost a couple of times and, uh, went over to Invicta. I think she's on a two fight win streak. So, um, see if she can keep it going and, and, uh, maybe live up to those expectations. I think that it is one of those cards where, you know, you've got so many lighter weight girls towards the top of the card, which, you know, don't get me wrong. They still put on great fights, but I think it's a spot where Shanna has got a chance to really shine here and, and go out there and be aggressive and physical and maybe go out there and get a, a good violent finish uh, like she's subject to and, uh, and really kind of strap a rocket to her back. So uh, we are hoping for that anyway. Uh, and that will be uh, again, it's Invicta 31. It's coming up this weekend, Saturday night from the Scottish Rite Temple in Kansas City, Missouri. You can check out all that action on UFC Fight Pass. And we will go uh, be back next week to to recap the action from both of these cards and, and look forward to uh, next week's action as well. I was going to, uh, before we wrap things up here, just a, a little peek into the uh, coming weeks on the Valor Hour as we have a little bit of a down spell here locally until we get ramped back up for November the 2nd, which we just announced the date of Valor 53. will go down on uh, no, Friday, November the 2nd from the Academy of Country Music's Club of the Year, uh, Chuck Ward's Cotton Eye Joe, good friend of mine, uh, Chuck Ward, uh, had took over that uh, spot about a year ago and has really, really turned it on over there and uh, just received that uh, Academy of Country Music Club of the Year. So I'm excited to uh, bring uh, Friday Night Fights to uh, to the Cotton Eye Joe. We'll be talking lots more about that in the coming weeks. But uh, as I was saying before I got off on a tangent, uh, in, in the coming weeks, I you know, I, those that, that aren't aware, I'm a degenerate gambler and uh, lately i've been kind of doing pretty damn good on picking <laughs> uh, these fights and and for those that don't know justin is also a bit of a, a degenerate gambler and so we are going to uh, start giving you free of charge uh our best picks each week uh to try against the spreads uh, that vegas puts out for us uh, to try to make you the 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 uh the loyal valor listener some money maybe if we lose you can't be mad at us because we're not charging you for these picks but uh but we're starting next week justin and i are going to see what we can do to come up with some picks to make our loyal listeners some change out there with the sports books and uh another thing i want to start doing as as the weeks uh roll along um if, if you uh, and i and i will say i've stolen this idea from from jim Cornette's podcast which i listen to regularly my wife and i love that shit and he's done something um that has been has has caught on pretty well with his listeners and it, it's called his deep dives and what he uh does is he he has the listeners uh uh ask or vote or recommend uh, uh if you will a uh a time period say we would say the spring 
of 2004 uh, or some such, uh, or the spring of uh, 2014, um, in more our case. And we'll, we'll, you know, I'll go back and dig out my my notes and my 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 books and my uh, my lineups and bout sheets and just kind of go through those uh, those old cards back from the three FC days, the early days of Valor and uh, and kind of see who was on those cards and some of the backstories and the drama that went along with those fights and and, uh, you know, what some of those guys went on to do or not do. Uh, you guys think that would be uh, something uh, interesting to kind of dive into in the coming weeks? What do you think? Yeah, it'd be real fun. I think that it would be, uh, you know, especially with just if, we, if you go back and just look six years ago and see who, who some of the hot prospects were that never panned out or some of the prospects that did pan out are in the UFC now. And uh, so I just think it would be kind of a, a good nostalgic way to kind of kind of go back into some of our, our history, if you will, and, uh, and and talk about some of those times in, in, the, in the weeks as we lead up to our next event. So if you want uh, us to do that, shoot us uh, a message on any of our social media uh, outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know when you, uh, what you want us to, uh, to dive into. I don't want to copy Cornette and call it a deep dive because that's fucked up but like we'll come up with something and uh and let's let's figure out where we want to where we want to dive back into give it and then you know a week after we figure out what it'll be we'll uh we'll come up with a nice little presentation for your asses uh and with that i guess I, we will wrap this bitch up that is uh you know uh, another uh, another great episode we appreciate our guests i appreciate our co-hosts of course justin and mark for joining us special thanks as always to our great sponsors oeb law let them turn your wreck into a check at wreckintoacheck.com that's oval elron and Beryl. uh if you have been wronged then they will get you some money for it and then of course uh, our uh, our sponsor at national top roller dustin Cobble and the gang they've got one Coming up in October, we'll be uh, talking more and more about their team grappling championship that they'll be uh, uh, presenting on October the 13th, I believe. And uh, in, in, in the coming weeks, we'll, we'll get into that as well. But uh, again, if you are out there listening, make sure you share the uh, the links, the podcast, subscribe to it on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Spread the word. Let's get more and more people involved in this thing. And until next week... I'm Tim Loy, Valor Hour, episode 77. We're out. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at Valor Fights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd, Quick Fix, on Radio Influence. Bellator 207, of course, this is a good car that's going to be taking place at the uh, Mohegan Sun up in Connecticut uh, on the in the beginning of October, October the 12th. Of course, that'll be on Friday night car. Then, of course, the next night, uh, they'll be up in New York for the second semifinal matchup in the heavyweight tournament. Of course, on Friday night, it'll be Ryan Bader versus Matt Mitrione. I previously reported that both... Uh, Mitrione and Bader did submit out of competition drug tests. Both those uh, drug tests did come back clean and uh, was talking to Mike Mazzulli about some other things. And uh, one of the things that I found out in my conversation 
is that he's going to make a little change to the weigh-ins for Bellator 207. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.